welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. I'm Caleb, we got Adam, we have Rhiannon, and we are back here in the midst of summer uh, to talk about Marvel animation. So, you guys keeping cool? Is it too hot where you live? No, I was, uh, we were just talking about how it, uh, it's starting to feel autumn-y, folly here. It's low 70s. It's it's gorgeous. If you never leave the house, it's always temperate. <laughs> this is Rhiannon's new plan for everything: is just to stay in her apartment forever. Just never leave the apartment. Speaking of which, we haven't had our air conditioner uh, chat of the year yet. Really, We've gone like four years now having having the debate every summer. But what's you guys still? You guys keep it hotter in hell, don't you? I keep it at 75 degrees. Way too hot. So ours probably stays actually about 73 or 74. We put it at 72, but it's one big unit that like pushes all the way through like 800 square feet Mm -hmm. of the downstairs. So my guess is the farthest point from it actually stays 75, 76, but it's nice and chilly at the, 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 at the actual unit next to the fridge. So. Okay. 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 Yeah. I know I just keep it way too cold because my uh, electric tripled, I think, within the past month. (laughs) Hey, man, you need those solar panels. We use AC a whole lot more now that, like, we have window units for all the bedrooms now. When the kids were younger, we just, like, we didn't do that. and We just suffered through. And once we got the solar panels, we're like, no, that's all right. There are yard signs everywhere here that say, just say no to industrial solar and i don't know what that means i'm assuming people are raging against the man the solar power man like is it big is it big carbon fuels or what's what's going on here it's like bp throwing all these yard signs in cedar rapids i mean maybe there's plans for a solar farm somewhere that basically is an eyesore it would be like a whole bunch of solar panels in a field or something like interesting i mean the only environmental the only negative environmental impact of all of that is like rainwater i guess but i i mean i'm sure people have reasons to oppose everything but yeah i think it's just another culture where boogeyman would yeah. be my guess like i saw something in the news this week about something that happened people are like this is going to enrage this certain political group and someone was like, they're enraged all the time over everything. Like, this will not enrage them. It'll just happen to be the thing that they're enraged about today. But if not, they'll be angry about the way toilets flush tomorrow. Like, literally. Like, it's just, it's always something. Yeah. But, I mean, it, yeah, and I haven't looked at what's in the new bill that passed this week. There might be tax incentives for getting solar panels now. Yeah, I think there's still some old ones too. I mean, we got a big tax incentive to do ours, but we 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 did the last batch in 2019 before they started like stepping down the tax benefit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and mine, I mean, I don't even keep my place so hot because of like the electric bill. My electric bill is really low. Actually, I'll turn it down to like 73 to sleep. I just get cold. So. I just leave it at like 75 and put a fan on me if I get hot. 
if I get yeah. if I get hot, I turn it down a degree. It's also a small space, so I can just like adjust it for my mood. Anyway, cool. Uh, let's talk about uh, this, today. Our, we're going to talk all about Marvel animation. So uh, there was a lot of San Diego stuff on that, and we've talked about the subject before. So I thought it'd be fun to touch base on this again. Um, I guess before we do that, I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of news and no news at all. Like, I guess we can just talk all at once. Um, we kind of got Oscar Isaac saying there's a season two of Moon Knight. And then people are like, no, there's not a season two of Moon Knight. And then Patton Oswalt seemed to say Eternals 2 is happening with Chloe Zhao on a national television show. And I'm not sure if that's true. And uh, then Rosario Dawson said the Punisher is back and then said, no, I just heard that from a fan yesterday <laughs> at the convention. And what was it was one more oh yeah and then Giancarlo Esposito was like yeah I've talked a lot with Marvel I really want to be Professor X everyone's like oh it's gonna be Professor X um is Marvel just getting more lax with their sniperdom or are celebrities just talking with big mouse is any of this true do you have any thoughts about all of these fake scoops last week or maybe it's just getting harder to figure to keep track of what's public information and what's not um you know, like, well, I mean, obviously, like Giancarlo Esposito, like he he would know if that was public information or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, like Rosario, maybe she's so far away from it that she forgot that hearing something from a fan. I don't. I don't know what's up with all these people. How many? It's insane. So how many? I mean ballpark we're talking probably there are uh not counting uh visual effects vendors how many people work on a production like on a tv production we're probably 500 at least yeah maybe i mean counting visual effects artists we're talking in the thousands so like i'm surprised a lot of these secrets um stay as long as they do and i mean that's how um scoopers are get a scoop right I mean, some have great contacts and some have people that were a PA on a project three years ago that heard something. It is super interesting because, I mean, everyone jokes about the Marvel snipers and the NDAs and stuff. But after seeing someone like Alfred Molina just spoil a bunch of stuff with, I would assume, no action was taken. Um, you know what? There's just so much stuff going on now. It's um what i don't think it's possible for them to keep track on all their actors and stuff but two i mean we know as mnd that not even the actors and such know what's going on right um in terms of announcements and stuff so some of the stuff might be accurate some of it might not be i i think the big thing for me and all of it and i've i don't know how to say it because i don't want to put myself in a position where like people think that I'm trying to scoop something or that I'm saying something I'm not allowed to say, but like I have worried this last week um, with the Batgirl termination at DC and everybody being so disappointed. And that's a different situation. But like, if you're a big fan of the Punisher or professor X or Eternals two or moon Knight two, and you took 
anything that came out last week as a hundred percent confirmation that it's really happening because these actors would know and they wouldn't say it unless it was true. I would just as as someone who cares about your well-being, don't get super excited that any of those things are necessarily accurate. Um because I think we have proof now publicly available that at least one or two of them were absolutely not accurate or were not intended to be a scoop in any way. And you're just going to get heartbroken if you get a little too excited. This is why, Rihanna, we've talked about Save Daredevil, that you guys waited to hear it from uh, a trade just to help avoid some of that false hope kind of thing, you know? Like we even had rules, like in, there's a Facebook group for Save Daredevil. And in that group, there's a rule that like you were not allowed to share rumors. And we many times, I mean, had to clarify that like, no, uh, comic book scoop 123.com is not a confirmation. That is a scoop site. That is not a confirmed you know we had to we had to specify that it was a trade we had to um you know further define some of that as the rumors became prevalent and yeah like this week's like i had i was talking to somebody on monday and they were just like yeah they've cast a black guy as professor x i can't believe they would do that and all of this you know and i was just like where are you hearing like i hadn't heard that rumor i hadn't seen it and I was just like, where are you getting this? And like, I know how to get, I know good sources. I know, you know, this is a legitimate rumor. It's they're really going that route. And I just, it's, I I don't know what is up. I I mean, I guess this is a thing that prevails far more than just karmic book television, but, but yeah, people, people, information is really hard to keep legitimate. Yeah. Well, and you you have to listen carefully too, because like in, in all fairness to Esposito, I don't think that he actually said anything close to what got reported. He was like, I have talked to Marvel. I know yeah. fans are interested in these three roles. If I had a pick, I would like to be Professor X. But it's a far jump from I've talked to Marvel. Here's what fans like. And this is the fan one I like. That's mm-hmm. a far different thing than I talked to Marvel about being this and they offered me the role, you know, like people just struggle with those details. There was even the um, people tried to twist the Kevin Feige comments about Ghost Rider at San Diego to be confirmation that, you know, Ghost Rider was coming. And it was a deal where Josh Horowitz said like, hey, I talked to Ryan Gosling. He'd like to be Ghost Runner. And if you listen very specifically, Feige says, I know you said Ghost Rider we do have a supernatural thing with Dr. Strange and blade and some others. We'll see how those things develop. And people are like, see, he said it's the, the ghost Rider's going to be in the supernatural stuff. It's like, no, no, he did not like the sentence structure did not play that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. People hear what they want to hear. Adam's <laughs> over here, like disapp- depressed that like, Oh man, I thought that ghost Rider thing was real. I mean, no, it kind of is. I mean, just, I, I, I know. I'm just... I could show you guys if you want, but no, that's yeah. People hear what they want to hear, man. It's that's how we got. Um, that's how life is the way it is now. You know? 
Social right. media has just made everything a living hell, and now we have to deal with it amidst one unprecedented um, health crisis after another. There were some leaked set photos oh, from yeah. Echo. That's uh, well, that's true. Both Echo and Ironheart had some paparazzi photos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm kind of happy that I saw the Ironheart ones. They actually made me more excited about Ironheart. Like, it's just not a character that has really appealed to me, and that's I don't know why. It's just somebody that hasn't. Like, I love Miles. I love Kamala. I've loved a lot of those like champions like characters, but Ironheart just isn't one that. I think it's because I don't like Iron Man. So the armored people have never been too exciting to me, but I thought the suit looked pretty cool. And the hood looks exactly like the hood. Like they just took the comic panel and they made it real life. So, um, and then, yeah. Um, Fisk looks bulky. We all said, right. Like it looks like they're making him a little more man mountainish, which is interesting. A little comic-y. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's more like he's actual and actually a mountain of a man and not just shoulder pads. Shoulder pads wear a weird shape. And I don't want to go too far in this. The tailoring and the look and everything was much more Netflix reminiscent Mm -hmm. than sweaty Hawaiian shirt wearing used car salesman Fisk that happened in Hawkeye. And I, I don't think that's a mistake. I think they're actually making some very purposeful choices and all that. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like the only other news this week was on Disney Plus's just viewership and their numbers and their oh, subscribers yeah. rate. That that they've was it that they've overtaken Netflix or their ish? Yeah. So their total sub number is greater for the three services: ESPN Plus. Okay. Disney plus and Hulu is greater than the total subs at Netflix. Um, how I understand the numbers were done. However, I am three people in that, mm-hmm. that number, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. cause we haven't bundled yet. Cause we still are on that super cheap intro deal on Disney plus. And so we oh. separately have ESPN and Hulu. I bundled and they gave me credit for the prepayment. Yeah. Who knew? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like uh, I got an Amex and they offered like six months free and it did something. I don't know. Yeah. Like well, I don't know what I did. There's new tiers that people are going crazy about. There's going to be a new ad supported tier that costs what Disney plus currently costs. And there's going to be a no ad version. That's like $2 more. And then you can still, the one I'm looking at, there's like the ultra bundle that's ad free Hulu, ad free Disney plus and espn plus and it's all 19.99 a month given the amount of content we watch off those three compared to netflix i will get much more time on those three and pay less than i'm paying for my netflix so it's really not yeah. a big deal to me 19.99 for all three without ads yeah well espn is not technically no ad because um a lot of their stuff is live sports and so they can't call it no ad because they can't not play ads during a live football game oh, okay so instead of ads you get a really boring blank screen with the espn logo yeah we're, do, 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 like really <laughs> bad like um, i want to see music I wanna like s- a telephone 
I want to see the breaks. I mean, like when you go to live games, they have some cool entertainment during those breaks sometimes. I want to see the dogs with the beach balls or whatever. So if you do international sports, like we like to watch rugby, sometimes mm-hmm. you do get the halftime show. Like they're like, and we'll be back after these messages. And because it's like New Zealand commercials, they don't like cut to them. And so you do see them just like cleaning the field and like, I don't know, like weird dog tricks or whatever, like whatever's going on. I usually skip ahead because I'm watching afterwards, but yeah. Yeah. I went into, uh, to pick up tacos the other night and the restaurant was playing the AUDL, the American, I think it's American ultimate disc league. Did you know this was a thing? No, so like ultimate, ultimate yeah, professional apparently, and there those stands were packed. There had to be twenty thousand people there. <laughs> I, I love ultimate frisbee. That's great. We used to play that a lot in college. Yeah, check it out. All right, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk animation now. Um, so uh, let's start with I am Groot. Did you guys see any I am Groot? Yeah, I watched the whole thing yesterday. Yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> um, I mean, it was cute i mean i nobody would have doubted that it was cute some of it was unusually dark yes it was kind of awesome that way yeah yeah when he shot the like goo monster into the airlock i was like that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) well that yeah i mean like who hasn't like that one that i mean i don't are we doing spoilers then i mean i'm, uh, I'm sorry yeah um yes we, we're, we're going to spoil the three minute cartoons <laughs> i mean like that one yeah that one didn't bother me they like shooting the goo monster into the airlock i was like i still have many questions like don't you want to know where that goo monster came from and all that but it's a toddler who yeah like yeah it's a toddler that was able to shoot like the monster that it found in the middle of the night into an airlock so that was pretty cool um but also it wasn't like i don't think it was like oh for the safety of my family i need to do this i really think it was just like he annoys me and he's copying me so i'm going to kill him you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm saying like i kept having to remind myself this is a toddler doing toddler things um i yeah yeah i mean it was cute it didn't feel like a waste of time it I don't know what their logic is behind doing it, but. Well, that's it... what I'm trying to want, like, because this can't be, like, cheap to make. I mean, it's not a $300 million show, but they had to throw some money into, like, making these. I, I just <laughs> don't understand what it's for. Like, what purpose does it serve for them? I mean, I feel like just hiring the attorneys to get Vin Diesel to sign the contract to do, like, five little seven-minute things has got to be expensive yeah i yeah i i oh there's going to be a season two as well so maybe they just think that having some group content pulls people in maybe they think this will get people to go and see the guardians movies so to me that's the best way to sell it is like oh this is an elaborate advertisement to get kids who are too young for Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 to get excited about Guardians 3, I guess. Then why would they do a season two? I I don't know. Adam, do you have any thoughts on like the business? Like, like why do they why do they bother with these things? I don't know. Prod they probably got product play. They did that huge thing with like wonderful pistachios. So I wonder if they like 
the pistachio incorporated just uh, i wonder if big nut big pistachio was like we need some of this marvel money so big nut funded high group uh, it's whatever man it's it's not you know it should have been this dark gritty hard r edgy thing like the the goo monster shooting out into the space lock was fine but his arms would should have clearly been ripped off their sockets and there should have been blood everywhere and Groot should have said or no way i can't say it but uh, no it's whatever man it was i don't want to say it's pointless because people worked on this for years but yeah something i mean could it just be merchandising like Groot, uh, since they didn't have Groot merchandise when guardians one came out they're still trying to make up on all of that and get people to want to go and buy Groot dolls possible the uh collector core box this month was i'm Groot, even though it said thor love and thunder right huh i don't know i haven't gotten those in a while i'm glad i didn't both of those make me sad uh spoilers yeah it's uh I think they're like potted Groot Funko. So it very well could be, but we got this huge stock we got to get rid of. It's hilarious watching Marvel and James Gunn fight about the continuity of this. Right. Like it affects nothing if it is, and it affects nothing if it's not. And they're just taking really strong viewpoints on on it. Whatever, man. It's it's a cool animated show. It looks gorgeous. It looks awesome. Um. Yeah, is this like is this like Paw Patrol or something, or like I I don't know what's like who, who I don't know. I mean, it's not even though it's not like an animated show because like my kids like if they drop a season of Bluey as they did this week, that's a big deal. That's a lot of content. They're gonna watch it a lot. They yeah. would want Disney Plus for that. But I don't like my kids like that watched it were like oh, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I- I'm just fascinated about who drives this because it's clear that Gunn doesn't really. Ca- I mean, he was he hasn't been nasty about it, but like he doesn't really care that much about it. And like Feige announced this show on an earning call once and like since has said Jack Squat about it. But can you imagine the exec? It's like, oh, also, Kevin, we need you to mention these three minute shorts that we're making with Groot. He's like, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like. I can only think they have like a metric that like every minute watched like increases the probability of staying subscribed another month by X percent. And so it's just like purely creating content. It's just, it's weird. I'm not trying to pick on it. It was fine. I enjoyed it. It's nice. It's a good little 15 minute perk, but like it's a YouTube video, basically, you know, there's just not much. uh, It's just a bizarre thing to me that it exists, you know? But it's not the only thing that exists because they're making a lot of stuff. So um, we can talk about the animation panel at San Diego. They announced a Groot season two, but also it was a little bit like Oprah. Uh, Brad is Brad Winterbaum. Is that his name? Was sitting there like, you get a second season and you get a second season. Everybody gets a second season. <laughs> I mean, they are greenlighting everything over there. And so um, we heard, we definitely saw there's going to be some Marvel zombie stuff. Spider-Man freshman year is coming, but there also is going to be a Spider-Man sophomore year. What if two is coming and what if three has already been, I think, greenlit? Um, I don't know. Is that weird to you? They're just like, 
Do we get that Loki's the only live action show with the second season, but all this stuff is getting greenlit? Is that bizarre, or what, what do you think is going on? It makes it just takes so long. I mean, we won't see the second seasons for like three or four years, anyways. So, I mean, that's it takes so long to make the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. They almost have to do it this way. I think they even said, "What if three's already in earnest, probably animatics or, or something." You know, it's the complete opposite of how they make live action stuff. So it's um, plus then there's still stuff they haven't announced as well, which makes I mean, there's I wouldn't be surprised if they have half a dozen unannounced things that are currently in the works just because the timeline or whatever you want to call it. So long or long compared to the relatively quick filmmaking process yeah i mean the panel already had that feel like they showed us stuff i'm like "Ooh, when's that coming out and they're like coming to you in the fall of 2023 i'm like good gracious (laughs) you know like what's going on here yeah yeah i have loads of questions i mean there are they still going to be weekly releases certainly with everything coming out they can't do weekly animated and weekly live action um one would think i'm sure they will um the whole canon continuity topic freshman year they totally did a 180 on freshman year um and all this other stuff but it's cool i mean it makes sense because marvel's done animated stuff for decades and um it's always been its own kind of thing but uh now it's all under studios and studios has that clout no matter what it is i mean I am Groot's trending on on Twitter today. <laughs> you know, like if that was a Marvel TV production or the old Marvel animation, like who who gives two? It's like nobody's talking about the Moon Girl TV show. That's not Marvel Studios, right? It seems to me, though, Adam, when you say that, that some of it is I think studios is like a like a magic key for them to say like, oh, this is animation for grownups. Like, I just think the Marvel Studios, like, tag versus being a Disney XD show or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's communicating to audiences that it's for more grown-up audiences. But Right, right, right. Which is a shame because the Guardian show, have you seen that? Did you watch the Guardian show? I think it's an XD show. Yeah, my kids have, yeah. I thought thought it was pretty great. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man along those lines, too. Like, the Silver Surfer show they did in the late 90s is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, studios just has that clout. So they're going to do whatever studios does. And Kevin Feige probably looks at, um, a presentation deck or something like that. Or someone says, Hey, this is what we're doing with animation. And he probably goes, Oh, cool. You know, um, I I very much doubt he's in the writer's room for Marvel zombies or something of that nature, but it has the clout. So why not use that logo any chance you can? Adam, I know you um, have talked a lot to animators uh, before about this stuff. Do you have a sense, like, is it cheaper to make a season two than a season one? Because, like, they've already done, like, the modeling and all that stuff. Like, I don't even know, particularly with the computer animated stuff. I would think that you front load some of the work to get your character designs and everything done. And then putting them in another episode is a lot cheaper than making them in the first place. But uh not entirely um it's it's probably the same cost throughout if not more because 
the longer the the voice actors are, are going to go around. The the biggest thing with animation is you can land huge names for cheap because they'll come in for an afternoon and record dialogue for an entire season in one day, you know. Um, but you're talking, I mean, we're talking about backgrounds and, and all this certain uh, different scenes and, and things like that. So they're going to have to build those regardless of what the story um, is or regardless of the returning characters or something like that. So it's usually the, uh, the same amount of time and price and process. Yeah. It's like, I mean, c- comparing it to live action VFX, um, each pride, they r- rarely reuse models and stuff like that. You have for each guardians movie, they've rebuilt rocket from the ground up, which means they make every single hair strand of hair separately. And this, uh, just hair pulling process um which is apparently a whole other problem judging by all the discourse around it now um yeah it's hmm. people are going to do what they got to do and uh, apparently marvel studios has an infinite budget since we get things like i am groot and a bunch of animated shows but yeah Rhiannon, did any of this stuff like pique your interest whether it's spidey or what if or zombies like or is this all pretty low, low uh, priority for you? It's all pretty low priority for me, but I mean, Spider-Man definitely. I enjoy Spider-Man and all of that. Um, and it's going to have some Daredevil in it. So that definitely piqued my interest, um, which was hilarious. They made this announcement, like two of the guys from our Holy H team went in to see this panel at San Diego and all of saved daredevil sitting outside. And they made the big daredevil announcement. And we were like, great. The one Charlie Cox daredevil announcement at this whole con and like save daredevil sitting outside the room. <laughs> um, but I mean, of all of them, that one makes me interested, but it's like, I don't care if we get more. I mean, I enjoyed what if enough. I, I don't know how I feel about any of it. Who knows? I'll probably end up watching all of it and have, you know, loving it or not. Yeah. I mean, they certainly gave us whiplash because originally, you know, as as Adam alluded to, they said that freshman year was going to be how Spider-Man became Spider-Man before civil war. And we were expecting this to be at real MCU like done, but then the design style looked really 60s ish but then they mm-hmm. said charlie cox and we're like oh wow maybe it really is gonna be connected and then they're like oh and it has the green goblin and it has norman osborne <laughs> and norman is taking the place of tony stark and it's even like shot for shot like scenes from yeah. civil war but they replace tony with like norman and it just seems very clearly i mean i think they've said since well it's a multiverse it's not you know this universe and they didn't get tom holland to come back to be spidey and so it did seem very odd that way. Like they, it, it felt like they're trying to keep excitement based on making it as MCU adjacent as possible while also just creating a new cartoon, like the other six Spider-Man cartoons that we've had over the last 20 years. So that was all very unusual. I thought, I guess the other thing we should talk about is the Marvel zombies being mm-hmm. a TV MA show. Hell yeah. I mean, that's more interesting to me. I mean, that has the biggest MCU ramifications to me. If they're willing to do a cartoon show that's for adults, mm-hmm. I, they would think you'd do something else. Um, 
particularly since they got away without having to make it TVMA for the what if episode, I was kind of shocked that they've gone that direction. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have thoughts on the fact that they're, they're going there with, with the animated stuff? Yeah, it makes me feel that's the, that was the biggest announcement um, for me at least because um, sorry, Marvel email. Something about the Midnight Suns. Well, they did a trailer for their comic. Talk about that. They're releasing a Midnight Suns comic um, in support of the game, and then the game gets delayed again. Uh, no, so here's the thing. Everyone's excited because Disney Plus gets the Defenders verse back, and everyone's like, yeah, there's R-rated stuff. There's TVMA stuff on Disney Plus. But... Um, yeah kind of sort of i mean it's disney owned content so why where else are they going to put it obviously disney plus um and then logan and deadpool and things like that um but marvel zombies goes the distance to say not only will they bring back the r-rated stuff so maybe um well we won't see blade on disney plus because that's new line um, not only will they host or whatever license or I don't even know what the right terminology is, um, R-rated and TVMA stuff on Disney Plus, but they're going to make it. You know, they're make, Marvel Studios is making um, adult-oriented stuff for Disney Plus. You know, we knew they were making Deadpool three R-rated; it, it would never not be. Um, but they're making something tvma um and marvel zombies for specifically for disney plus which means i mean the door is open now i mean it's you know i'm not sure they'll go the distance to do punisher but there's there's no reason we can't match the the look and feel for for born again you know to the net to the netflix show or or a jessica jones series or something of that nature you know i think jessica jones and punisher are probably the most extreme examples uh, of tone and content they can do um but just marvel just the fact that marvel zombies is tvma goes uh is leaps and bounds further along than i i think disney plus would whatever get content wise yeah and I, I i agree on all those counts the fact that they would do tvma is really cool rhiannon given that they are doing it mm-hmm. Are you disappointed now if Daredevil Born Again is not? Um, I think it would be very confusing to have three seasons of a show of a character of a show about a character. And then, oh, here's a new show about that character. But if you don't like mature content, you can't go watch it. I, I think it would be very weird for them not to make it TVMA at this point. Um. So I don't know if like disappointed, I think I would just be confused. Yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to be very weird. I I think it's going to be weird either way. Like I totally appreciate what you're saying. I think people, the first time they do a live action TVMA show, it's going to be weird for people the other way too. Like people are going to inevitably not think about it and pull it up, you know, with their kids in the room and go, holy cow, what's going on here? You know, like, I just think, I mean, they'll probably have to put at the front of it, like this show is not intended for anyone under the age of 15 or whatever that, you know, they do. 
Like, I think they're going to have to broadcast it pretty loudly for people that will be confused the other way. Yeah, but don't you, you already have to go behind the maturity wall or whatever on Disney Plus to find the shows. Um, yeah, where it'll be weird is, so if your account is open to kids and you've like set the settings for different people, mm-hmm. that's one thing, but you don't have to put a password if you have like one account and you have not asked for it to be child blocked. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be some folks that don't let their kids get on that just have their account that would potentially, you know, do that, I think. So, yeah, I thought the designs for Marvel Zombies looked pretty cool. I mean, I, it, I, I'm excited on the, these stuff, like both What If and, and Zombies to see like Shang-Chi show up and to see Eternals and like other characters. This is one of the fun things about these more MCU-ish shows is to see like newer characters and like the first time Moon Knight shows up in a Marvel Zombies episode, I think would be awesome. Like, I think that's going to be one of the little joys of watching these animated shows a couple of years after a movie comes out. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, I think that was one of the things last year when we were watching What If was like, oh, there's all these characters. It'll be so fun to see them incorporated in it. I think the one thing that's interesting to me and does kind of bum me out is I don't think any of these things, strictly speaking, are like what we would call like sacred timeline or main timeline. Like they're going to say, oh, they're all MCU, but then every one of them is sort of multiversal, right? Zombies is in that one what if universe. The what if universes by definition are other universes than ours. Spider-Man is not in the same place. Uh, As we talked about, I Am Groot is not... Uh, X-Men 97, which we haven't even talked about yet. We just got character designs. I think it's pretty clearly in its own universe where there's mutants in the 90s, which is not the case in the MCU as far as we can tell. That's all fine. Uh, I think we've talked before about how I love how Star Wars has used animation to build out their universe and to make it a more diverse, complex place. And so it does, I don't know. It does make me a little sad that none of these animated projects are expanding something. Like, Adam, you talked about Silver Surfer. Like, they could do a cool Guardian show that could give us cosmic stuff that isn't being used in the movies and expand out that universe. And if you do it right, you could have Gladiator show up in one of those shows and that be part of the MCU. And then later when they do a live action version of that animated character, it makes people excited as we've seen with Ahsoka or Bo-Katan or something like that in star Wars. It kind of bums me out that they've tapped out of that possibility by making this stuff all multiversal. So far, you know, um, someday, man, I, I don't know. And that's the thing, like what's, why haven't they done that yet? Why Why did they choose not to go that route? Oh, man. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have no idea. You know, I would guess. Um, I think we, there's there's this road trip grid that's been going around. Um, maybe that's one of the things. There, there's a couple of other, other grids that have been floating around. I don't know, though. Like. Maybe it's we're kind of starting over, right? Because superhero stuff came popular with the X Men, and and um, the filmmaker that should not be named 
chose to put them in in black leather suits instead of actual comic suits, you know. And then 16, 15, 16, 17 years later, we finally started getting comic accurate suits. Um, maybe we're just kind of starting over on that front that they're going to start releasing stuff on Disney Plus or they're going to release stuff on Disney Plus and get fans used to the idea of Marvel Studios is doing this stuff. They're doing it on Disney Plus. Now they're going to do something where it's going to translate into live action at some point. Maybe they just think we need a couple of years to warm up to it. Or I don't know, even though in the, those next few years, we're already going to be five phases ahead and two sagas and 12 movies and million TV shows. But I don't know. I mean, I think that's a, a, an insightful thing, though, Adam. People are already saying, oh, there's too much MCU stuff now. And I think Disney Plus and Disney had a sort of corporate expectation that there would be a certain volume of Marvel mm-hmm. animation that had to happen. And so if they made it more MCU connected, it would proliferate even more material for people to fuss about. Oh, geez, there's so much homework now just to watch a Marvel movie. So I could see that being the case. Right, right, right. I honestly don't know how someone jumps aboard the MCU at this point, given given what we're getting by 2025. I mean, man, Godspeed. Yeah, I've been plotting out introducing the third kid to the MCU, and it's going to be a basically 53 week process. I think, like. And that's doing the TV shows like one a week instead of last time we did like two episodes a week, but that would make it like a year and a half. It'd be terrible. So like, mm-hmm. we're going to just do an episode a night, you know, and try to knock it out that way. I don't know. And that's strictly one. studio stuff, right? Yeah. Um, all, studios plus the five Spidey movies. Cause we kind of feel those are almost required to fully enjoy all the MCU movies. True, true, so. true. Okay. Rhiannon, um, does the canonicity of this stuff affect how much you're going to watch it, do you think? Probably, yeah. Because like we were just saying, there's a whole lot coming. And we might get to the point where it's hard to keep up. I know we talked about this like four years ago with all the the Marvel television stuff that was coming out when it was at its peak. So I guess it feels back like that again. Like, oh, there might be too much, you know, I might get behind and not care about the zombies until they give me a reason to care um so yeah the lack of canon but then again i mean we're in the multiverse saga so i wouldn't be surprised if they do find a way for all of it to be relevant within this arc i would feel better about that except for and i thought this was such a weird choice they went out of their way at the animation panel when asked oh is captain carter in mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, the Captain Carter from What If. And they went out of their way to go, oh no, that's a different Carter and the, and the, the, the evil Doctor Strange is a different Doctor Strange from the What If episode. Hmm. It's like, it was a golden opportunity for them to go, oh yeah, we integrated the cartoons back in. And they went out of their way to say, no, we didn't. And so yeah. like, if you're not going to take those opportunities when they're there, I don't know why you're bothering with them, you know? Yeah, like I would expect them to be like, 
oh, well, you never knew when you're going to see these characters pop up in something else. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, that, that is very, yeah. Uh, I don't Um, know. I wish I could talk more about X-Men 97. It's still forever away. I mean, we got the character designs and the exciting thing is they're basically exactly the character designs from when I was a kid, but also not all that exciting. I mean, I guess the biggest thing is um, Sunspot is going to show up. I don't think he's ever been in there before, but like Nightcrawler, he's been in the cartoons before. Like, that's not a big deal to me. Like, I don't know. Um it's fine. I just, I don't know. There wasn't much to talk about with 97. I don't think. Magneto's the new team leader with a oh, yeah. crazy, crazy suit. Yeah. Some people kind of showed themselves a little bit when they're like, that's such an ugly suit. Why did they design it like that? And I was like, um, because that's the one he had in the 70s. You know, like not to gatekeep, but just be careful before you say how stupid something is. The comics would never do that. <laughs> right. Um, Think of the toys, man. We we thought what if was just a consumer products machine, but X-Men 97, we're going back to the retro McDonald's Happy Meal toys where the Marvel Legends, they're going to do three or four waves based on the show alone. Well, I already love, have you seen the cassette tape ones they have? Hmm. They have oh, yeah, some, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they have some like old X-Men animated shows that like mm-hmm. the boxes for them look like yeah. a cassette tape of X-Men, the animated series, which is totally speaking uh, my language in so many ways. Right. 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 Um, if someone wants to work out a deal for the new wave, they just announced with Conchu. I will buy the Conchu build a figure off you. I don't want a single legends in that wave. I don't even remember what, action figures came with it uh it's like he who remains and howard the duck duck and old old man loki and um uh a bunch of what if red skull i don't want red skull yeah. jimmy woo and zombie wanda so yeah if you oh, yeah, want i think zombie um zombie oh, Tony too. yeah so if you want Heaven those don't have an Iron Man in any given right line. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I just want the, the Conchu. So if anyone wants those seven figures and and doesn't care about the Conchu one, what it's me what up. are those Conchus going to go for? I mean, they're going to be at least oh, sixty bucks, a hundred bucks. Oh, probably a hundred. Yeah. Uh, I, what surprises me is the Man Thing build of figures, one of the cheapest ones you can get, and it's probably the coolest one they've ever done. Um. Yeah, I haven't bought Legends forever. Yeah, uh, the Moon Knight ones look awesome. The Hawkeye ones look awesome. See, I'm not a big fan. I know we're trying to save the environment and all that stuff, but I don't like the new windowless boxes. Windowless boxes only because I've seen in stores people swapping figures and and things like that, or taking the bit, build a figure apart. But yeah, the other thing that bums me, I mean. It's a little thing, but whenever they do like an army builder figure, it's always been in windowless. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it feel cheaper to me. Like it's such a stupid, like aesthetic thing, but it just makes it feel cheap to me. Um, I mean, I think that mostly does it for, for this animated stuff. I, I would say as we close, like 
the fact that they took what if off the phase four, you know, visualization at hall H um, and the fact that they did their own panel and Feige didn't even say a word about any of the animated stuff. It seems to suggest that they really are, they're just separate entities, you know, like, and that's, that's fine. It is what it is, but um, already, already I feel different. Like in the, I am Groot's, I was like, Ooh, what's the Marvel studio logo going to be. And then mm-hmm. when it got painted over with like the animated Marvel studio logo, I was like, Oh, this is Marvel studios. A not like Marvel studios, but you know, like the Marvel Studios sub brand. And I think that's already developed in my brain. Like what if is not going to be part of our rewatches. I don't think with the kids we will probably watch them eventually, but like, I won't make a big point of it. So do you guys feel that a little bit? Like, are they creating a little bit of a substandard brand or at least a different one? I feel like it's different. I think it's yet to tell if it's substandard. I mean, all of their television was less than the movie quality in the first year. But, yeah, it's possible that this animation becomes one of the the peak things in marvel studios production who knows we're yet to see um you know at what point i mean does studios just encompass everything i mean is marvel just now marvel comics and marvel studios and marvel legend marvel franchise or not um, right like they have a few other things like Spidey and his amazing friends, their toddler show, mm-hmm. or Adam mentioned Moon Girl. Why aren't those under the Marvel Studios? I mean, it's because they're not corporately the same thing as why. But like at some point, why wouldn't you make all of that a Marvel Studios thing if they're just multiversal versal versions, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, the corporate structure just like so Kevin Feige technically kind of sort of reports to Ike as his chief creative role. But then he oversees film and TV. Yeah, it's I don't know. I would guess Moon Girl was it was just like Hellstrom and it was just too far along to to cancel. Um, yeah, or even I mean Lawrence Fishburne has been really behind that. Mm-hmm. It may be that Disney's relationship with him, be a modern family and some other things, that it was like, hey, listen, we're just gonna make this because we don't wanna, you know, we wanna keep a good relationship with this guy. And and I'm sure as a producer he was probably financially involved in some way as well so right 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 but you know ran and you do bring up a good point like is marvel games going to be absorbed under marvel studios at some point like that's really the only that in comics is the only thing left under entertainment right i guess i don't well games would include comics and or video games and uh like tabletop and stuff, tabletop right? yeah I assume. I guess I don't know because a lot of the board games are licensed out and such. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we were in a nice comic store the other day and they had like different Marvel tabletop stuff. And I was like, oh, this is a world I need to avoid because it mm-hmm. would be very expensive for me if I actually got interested in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially the one where I, I I forgot what it's called, but the... Uh... Like the Hero Clicks? Hero Clicks. I've gotten into Hero Clicks. Oh, okay. Just buying the the one. I've gotten into it slightly. I haven't bought any in a while, but um, 
the other one. It was on Kickstarter first, and it's kind of looks Funko-esque, but you have to paint the uh, pieces. You have to and stuff. I'm like, man, because then you're going to have to buy once of one other thing of all those paints on the wall and all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, that is a slippery slope. There was a panel at Comic Con of like painting your own minifigurines, and they were providing everything. And I was like, "Oh no, no, that's just like handing out the crack so that you get." That's right. It's it's the free first sample, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The free bump is that what we're saying? It's the like no, no. (laughs) Oh, I've pretty much stuck uh, solely to trade paperbacks. I don't even buy many single floppies anymore. Yeah, we do mostly for the kids. Like, that's the only comics really we buy much. I guess I do Black Hammer and floppies now since I'm caught yep, up. Uh, Black Hammer. Oh, you would like the uh, Radiant Black stuff as well, I think. I've heard this. I've heard this. Okay. So I picked um, Invisible Kingdom back up, and I like the second okay. um, volume better than the first. So I'm excited. Dark Horse is going to do a library edition that's like the whole thing because okay. I guess they're only doing three volumes of it. So they're going to do a library edition of that. And uh, it's a Christian Ward. Is that right? Is that his name? Yep. His art in a library nice. edition. Oh my gosh. Um, They're collecting visions and the next um, black hammer library edition. Yeah. I need to catch sure I have the first. I need to keep going. So that will be the two regular ones and then five world of black hammers. And then they're also, um, doing omnibuses which are just the library editions but oh right here like these hellboy ones soft yeah. paperback so it Ooh, i like the hardback of the library i like it yeah the libraries are, are bigger too i don't they're not 11 by 17 but they are substantially bigger no they're huge yeah yeah, yeah. I, they're so pretty i almost haven't read it through because i don't want to like mess it up which mess is stupid <laughs> i'm surprised how they're so cheap i think amazon they're like 25 bucks what yeah the first ones are Oh, check. they were like 70 last time I looked. Oh, check on Amazon. I know the yeah, they're like 25, 30 bucks. I was I started my Christmas list already. I might just buy them for myself for Christmas and ask for reimbursement from family members. <laughs> Is that tacky? <laughs> no, I do, do it, man. No, that's that's good. No, the, the radiant black stuff's great. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's absolutely phenomenal, but those are really the only ones I'm I'm still buying. Oh, that Texas blood, you both need to read that texas blood because i think you both would like it it's this super microscopic character master class it's just phenomenal i love it so much all right i think that does it we've talked to animation thanks for listening guys um i would say going forward um you know we'll start talking she hulk soon uh we have to talk because i'm gonna be on vacation when she hulk comes out so i don't know how we'll handle that we'll do something um by something it may be talk about it after episode three i don't know um but anyways we'll definitely talk she hulk and then we'll be building into wakanda forever i think as animation comes out we'll probably talk about him some like we talked about i am Groot today that was not much of anything so but thanks for listening to the pod we appreciate you guys um follow us on our socials if you'd like to help uh support the show you can do so at patreon.com slash marvel news desk uh we'll see you guys later